Welcome to the Beyond Green 365 podcast. This podcast educates homeowners on how to make healthier choices when updating, remodeling, or building a new home. Step Beyond Green to Healthy supports, advocates, and educates for healthier indoor environments. We make every effort to offer healthier options and learning opportunities. However, our assistance is not specific medical advice for any one person and or medical condition. For specific medical advice, please contact your physician. The content provided by Step Beyond Green to Healthy is for your information only. Any application of this information is your responsibility entirely. Here is your host, Jonathan Sinovic. Welcome everybody to this week's episode. I had a chance to sit down with Fred Hoppy of Hoppy Tree Service. Hoppy Tree Service was established in 1972 by Fred's grandfather, father, and uncle. Fred spent his entire life with this tree service company. He's never had another job, and he's also never lived anywhere else. He lives currently with his wife and three kids in Wauwatosa, Wisconsin. That's just outside of Milwaukee, for those of you listeners who are not from the Milwaukee area. His entire life, he's had one job and lived in one area. That's absolutely crazy. But that didn't stop Fred back in 2001 for becoming a third-generation owner, along with his brother, He's actually a board-certified master arborist. He got that in 2002, and there are only 900 board-certified arborists in the world. Not just the United States, everybody, the world. He also is the vice president of the Wisconsin Arborist Association. Hoppy has three locations in southeastern Wisconsin. But he prides himself on giving back to the community, and he does that in two ways. The first one is he's very active in the ground, county grounds parks group. He's eliminated over an acre of buckthorn And he's also logged over 2,000 trees in that area as well. They're currently developing a new planting strategy to make sure that those 2,000 trees are always available and growing. He also does something called the Kids Climb where he takes uh, kids and he puts them in all their rigging gear and sends them up a tree and shows them how to be in trees and climb safely. He does that at public events throughout the Milwaukee area as well as he does it with the Boys and Girls Clubs um, as well. He's very also active in parades. He loves to give back. He loves what he does, and I can't wait to have him talk today. Enjoy the topic. Well, welcome, Fred, to today's show. I'm super excited. Um, Fred, it's it's been interesting talking to you over the last couple months about trees and tree management. And I have you here today talking about integrated pest management. And I gotta be honest with you, the first time I heard you bring up this topic to me, I kind of went, I have no idea what you're talking about. So because of that, why not actually tell all of us, what is integrated pest management? Well, first off, thanks for for having me. I'm looking forward to this a lot. But yeah, what is integrated pest management? You know, basically it's finding uh, the right process to take care of, you know, what needs to be taken care of in a way that makes sense for people and the environment and most importantly the the trees in your yard or shrubs shrubs in your yard taking care of them i mean they just i don't know i plant them and they grow right i mean what do you mean take care of i mean you, yeah, I I've, wish I've it was that simple t- trim them i guess i do yeah i mean would trim them so so what does it mean to take care of or what would be something i would start to be identifiable as something i'm not taking care of sure well you know first off we want to make sure that trees are are assets to your property not liabilities you know, we want our trees to thrive, you know, and you got to uh, know what that means and know what to, to look for. 
Um, you know, a lot of times people call us with uh, certain symptoms on trees or things they don't like, and at some some points it can be too late. So it's a, it's important to to know what you have early on, uh, so you can make sure that tree is not slipping back into bad health and. Like I said, make sure it's thriving and not not struggling. So bad health and thriving. The only thing I could think about is I know that we talked a year ago um, at my own property where I was I was having a a bush, a tree. Now again, I'm no good at identifying the differences between the two. Be in fact, it was an argument with my kids the other day. I don't know the difference between a bush and a tree. Or I'm sure you could define that for me. But I was having an issue where it wasn't I wasn't getting the flowers in the spring. I wasn't really getting any new growth. Typically, I'm I'm pruning this thing twice you know twice a month. Um, and I noticed that it was like solid black, and you kind of took it from there just with me describing. I knew something was up, but I didn't know what. Right? Yeah, this is and this is a, a part of our business that really separates us from our competitors. Um, we have the staff with the knowledge that can identify these problems um, through conversations with our clients. Um, we can kind of initiate that conversation over the phone. You know, hearing uh, just a few tidbits, like you mentioned, blackish. Uh, substance on the on the on the branches, um, we can kind of give what you know historical species profiles are based on what type of tree you have or shrub, uh, what symptoms you're seeing, and we can kind of start that uh, planning uh, to create a program that can fix it. Um, and that program always entails you know us coming out on site. Um, that's always the best way to do it, um, as opposed to just troubleshooting over the phone. That's not um, not, not ideal. Sure, sure. So if, if we're sitting kind of out, out in your home right now or you're driving the car, think of, I, I was asking Fred earlier, like what, what does the average person look for? Um, and he described a couple of them, maybe discolor in, in a trunk, but it wasn't something that I identified till it was almost too, too late, quite honestly. You, you had said if I had waited a little bit longer, I probably wouldn't have had to, been able to save the, the actual tree, right? I would say most, uh, most commonly people uh, find some, something that the tree's doing that's bothering them. You know, we are talking about a magnolia tree with your, uh, at your property, you know, along with that, uh, that black substance is black sooty mold. And that, but that's created by honeydew excreted by a specific insect, magnolia scale. So that, magne- that honeydew can create all sorts of other problems, attract bees, um, other pests that might not be uh, something that people like. So, um, or a tree might not be just functioning the way you want it to. So if you have uh, um, a large a mature deciduous tree that's uh, that you're utilizing for shade, you know, and you're seeing there's less shade, you know, as the years or seasons go by, or you see uh, large dead branches accumulating, or um, trees are going to kind of like a, a premature uh, uh, fall color. Um, all these things can lead to different things that could be pointing to issues that could be potentially taken care of for that tree, so that it does does not continue that kind of spiral of decline leading to uh, um, removal in some instances. So that's, that's, that's really interesting. So you're saying that if I'm starting to see dead sporadic branches, um, if I'm starting to see less leaf growth, um, that's actually not a sign of a normal process within a tree's life. It, it really shouldn't be doing that, that it actually might be a sign that, some, that's, that something is attacking it? Yeah, absolutely. There's a number of different disease issues. There's a number of different insect issues. Those are both um, biological organisms that do that damage. But then there's a whole host of things that are not um, not living organisms that can affect your tree just from site conditions, uh, drought drought issues. If we have years with not a lot of rain, um, just site conditions, compaction of the soil due to uh, um, uh, 
landscaping around the tree that was done or uh, additions, patios, that sort of thing. Um, so all those things need to be taken into consideration. If I had just, um, again, I think everybody over the last two years has done something in their yard. It just seems like we all had a bunch of time to be at home. So what was there to do? Well, I guess we'll work in our yards. So if I had, if I had mistakenly, not knowingly, like what you just said, I had, a, I had a tree, I wanted to make it look really neat around it. What would be kind of the first things I would see that I did something wrong? Like if I planted like a plant, like a, I don't know, hardscape around it, put a bunch of stuff in it, what would, what would be the first sign that I should give you a call? Well, you should give us a call before you do anything around <laughs> There you go. Your that's, tree. that's the key, you know, right? We always have like, oh, you know, my tree was fine <laughs> last year, but this year, you know, it went horribly wrong, you know, and that's, that's typical. Um, but these things don't just happen overnight. So, you know, I would really advise anyone to have a, a certified arborist um, come out on site and really periodically check your trees. We recommend once a year, um, but, you know, even if it's uh, – um, you've, it should be, you know, at minimum one, one time a year, in my opinion, but every couple of years can work. A great time is like if you purchase a new property, you're moving into that house, you know, getting an arborist involved early on um, can save a lot of headaches. Um, just a quick story. I mean, we're still dealing with emerald ash borer. Um, this exotic pest has decimated a lot of trees in our area. Mm-hmm. A lot of communities that have really big wooded lots, um, I have a lot of clients that, you know, bought those lots not realizing, you know, that one species, you know, represented like 90% of the trees on their property. And they're facing wow. it, you know, having a crazy cost of trying to do treatments to save those. Or sometimes they're not even worth being able, or they're too far gone to be saved. And they're looking at large removal costs. So if you haven't, ha- haven't had an arborist at your property yet, and you have, you know, some trees that you really care about, whether they're large, small High numbers, small numbers, it's really good to get someone out there hmm, and take I, a look at it. That's Because you can't fix something unless you know what it is. Right, and I think with the buying, the buying and selling of properties, I don't even think, out of all these years, I've done a, a bunch of these types of interviews with realtors, but I never even thought the fact that we should get an arborist out there to take, take a look at a lot. That actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah, ounce of, pre- ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Got it. And that's a service that you guys provide? Yep, Absolutely. Let's get back to pest management here. Um, so I'm looking around my yard, not really sure. Want to give your company a call. What, what might be some of the questions that I might get from the person on the other end of the line? Just so I'm, my listeners out there can have some idea of what to kind of give you that game plan. Yeah, what's well uh, you know obviously we're going to see if you know what type of tree it is, what kind of symptoms are are showing up that are uh, uh, bothersome to you or worrying some to you. Um, so that's kind of what those those first initial questions are, you know. And uh, so we always uh, prefer scheduling an in-person meeting, you know. Otherwise, we can work off based off of photos. Um, and a lot of it is just kind of a listening session to see what triggers you. Everyone has a kind of a different action threshold. Um, certain pests do more damage to trees. Certain diseases do. Um, so that really directs kind of creating a custom program to help fix whatever the problem might be, if it's really even a problem. Hmm. You know, so, uh, you know, a certain type of tree um, in the back corner of the property with an insect that might chew on the leaves, um, it may look startling to you, but is it really affecting the health or the overall vigor of that tree? Um, You know, if that's the case, you know, educating the client about, well, this isn't a real significant problem for the tree. How significant is it for you? Um, You know, because... 
if at all possible, we don't want to be putting products into the ground or in the air uh, if we don't have to. Sure. So that's where that's what the kind of key behind integrated pest management programs are. It's it's targeting specific pests with specific products, uh, methodology, application methods to uh, solve the problem and create as little exposure to uh, the public, the environment, or technicians when uh, doing those applications. Hmm. I never even thought that it might not actually be harming the tree. Saw so some of the things that I see eating it or whatnot. I, I mean, I guess it doesn't always have to be evasive. Yeah, I mean, a majority of insects chewing on leaves are doing minimal damage. Hmm. You know, I had a, I was at a conference for the Wisconsin Arborist Association recently, and they had a great way of explaining that leaves are cheap for trees. You know, for a tree to get affected by something chewing on its leaves, it really needs to defoliate it almost a hundred percent for multiple years in a row. Really? Yeah. Hmm. So that, that was, uh, you know, so they can produce leaves really easily. So it doesn't take much energy for them to, um, to you know, if those leaves get chewed, they're kind of done for that season. They can push out more leaves the next year. Mm-hmm. You know, they will, uh, if that persists year in and year out, you'll see kind of a slow decline in that tree. Um, but some of just, you know, a little bit of feeding, you know, 90% to 100% defoliation is a lot. Yeah, and most people are say. calling us at like, you know, twenty percent, <laughs> right. freaking out. But um, the, the tree really kind of scoffs at that and, and can bounce back. Oh, but you know, in some instances, it maybe it's a, a key part of a landscape in front of a uh, front of a house where that you know even that twenty thirty percent you know holes in the leaf is not acceptable. Mm-hmm. So, in those instances, you know, part of integrated pest management, maybe we'll go with a, a trunk injection. Or a uh, um, soil injection, where we're not doing a foliar application, where that uh, product could get off target a lot easier. And I think that spins into something else that uh, I think we want to talk about too: is this idea that um, I can't just go into a big box store, I mean, and buy something that's if I see a bug. Let's just stay on the topic of leaves. I see a I see a bug on on the leaf, and I go, ah, I'll just go to them and I'll buy something that just kills bugs. That's probably not the best idea, right? Right, you don't want uh, you don't want to get as specific as possible. You know, uh, if you if you know broad spectrum pesticides, you could be taking out just as many beneficial insects as ones that are actually doing the damage that you need to control. And there's got to be a and even another layer to that as far as uh, your technicians, right? Beyond the fact that I mean, you're you're targeting specifically to the disease, almost like you know we talked a little bit about going to the doctor and not just them giving you an antibiotic, like trying to find the specialist in the heart or do those different things. That's, that's really what you guys are, your technicians are trained to, to, to do. But it's not just the benefit of us uh, or the tree for that matter. The technician who's applying these, these chemicals, we're, part of Stepping on Green to Healthy is not just our client's health, but the technician's health. So it really, tell us a little bit about that type and how it's nice to not have to, again, use all these broad spectrum chemicals. Yeah, I mean, happy uh, employees mean happy clients. So it's important about uh, um, keeping them as safe as possible in, in, in our industry specifically. Um, so, in, and they're all trained in scouting out um, the properties. So we're on site looking at the you know, potential issues that uh, the client uh, wants to have addressed, but they're looking at kind of everything else while they're out there doing those, those applications and um, bringing suggestions to the table. Um, but yeah, keeping them safe is, is very important to us. And is there, 
I would think there'd be a benefit when you talk about injections. I, I, we've, we've heard this term mostly because what brought it to light was the ash borer. Right. I mean, all of a sudden it was, I saw every tree. I, li- I live in the city of Milwaukee. Every tree was tagged and a guy came through and drilled a hole in and did something to it. So all of a sudden I'm like, oh, this injection thing must be uh, something that's very commonly done in, in talking with you. Uh, that is, it, when we inject something, I would imagine it's very concentrated. It's inside as far as when we spray something, obviously we're airborning it. It's something that we can inhale. It's something that technicians can inhale if it's more of a spray. Um, is there a benefit to injection over something that's that's actually sprayed? Yeah, one well, there absolutely is in certain instances. You know, there's not one. Uh, you know, you can't use that across the board on everything, um, but in certain applications, it's very effective. You know, bringing up uh, ash trees. So that's what you probably saw someone in the city of Milwaukee. They they have thirty thousand ash trees that they're trying to keep around, hmm. um, and they've uh, done their due diligence. And uh, well, the whole industry is moving towards trunk injections for emerald ash borer. It's very effective. You get multiple years of control. Most importantly, you're getting the right dose into that tree. You know, so mm. trunk injection is a great way of doing that. Other options are injecting stuff into the soil. Soil systemic products are very commonly um, used. But you can imagine if you're injecting something in the soil, you know, making sure that right dose gets in there can be tougher, especially with larger trees. Yeah, I bet. You know, and working further down the line, foliar applications are probably the, uh, the most exposure to people or or employees, or, or animals. Um, and so, but, you know, in certain instances, smaller trees are going after certain pests or using pesticides that don't have even a caution label. Um, there's a lot of good options there that are, are, are um, less harmful for the environment. So there's still a place for all of those in, hmm. in integrated pest management. Sure. So I've, a, I've identified that there might be a problem in my house. I've given you guys a call. You guys have come out to site done an analysis, we've come up with a plan of execution. Um, I would imagine then you guys come, do your stuff, and you're done, right? Or is there, or do we have to, I mean, the problem's over, right? It's, sometimes it is, but not all <laughs> I'm the leading time. you there, yes. if you couldn't tell. <laughs> um, no, I mean, we, we want to know your yard more better than you do. So with that site visit, you know, we're not just talking about a one-and-done thing. And some instances it is, but like I said, you know, you should really work with a certified arborist throughout the whole um, life of your trees at, at your property. So, you know, new things are coming around the corner. Um, climate's changing. Um, you know, there's, you know, we're getting a bigger range of pests coming that we're, that can handle our winters now. Our winters are getting milder. Um, so international trade is bringing more exotic pests. You know, you know Emerald Ash Borer is kind of around the waning days of that, but there's um, you see in all the big container ships, those are packed with, you know, other insects that could do potentially just as much harm. Hmm. So it's good staying in connection with a certified arborist. And what we like to do is, so, like, you're a, a, a client of ours dealing with your magnolia. We come out and do inspections on a regular basis mm-hmm. um, just as part of our, our protocol. That's another thing that kind of sets us apart from our, our competitors. Um, so we offer those free inspections to existing clients so that, um, we're ahead of the curve because a lot of times when someone that's not trained uh, knows something wrong is wrong, then it can be you know you could be quite a bit behind the eight ball and, and taking care of it in a in an easy easy way. Hmm. And I think that was really neat. So when I did have you take care of, or I guess it's ongoing, we just want to make sure we don't get it back or that it actually goes away. It was neat. I, uh, a couple months later, I, I got a follow up email. Hey, we're going to stop by. So it wasn't a single application. In, in yeah. my case, it was it was twice. 
Um, and then actually you were back even after the second application just to make sure that it was still, still doing, still going on. And you even mentioned afterwards, hey, you know, we just want to make sure that, that we continuously look at that. It's not something that, you know, we, we may not have hit it per, you know, perfectly. It's, 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 and I think some people, again, believe that this is, well, you're an expert, right? You're just going to come in, you're going to take care of it, and I'm, it's going to be done. And I think that that's key is that pests are always going to be around. New, new pests are going to come in. New diseases are going to come into town. So what you want to do is kind of create, just like you're doing inventories on, 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 on any property, you want to do this inventory and you want to keep up with that inventory to make sure that it's, you know, what does it take for you to stop by and identify it early as opposed to come by when it's too late? Yeah, and absolutely. And that's actually stuff that's all discussed in that uh, creating that program part of the, this protocol. So letting you know how many years, you know, we, and how intense it will need to be. So, you know, like Magnolia scale, like you're dealing with, is one of the, the more tougher insects to, to deal with. And it's a multi-year program to knock it way back, and then it might just be a little light maintenance stuff, strategies put in place to make sure it doesn't ever, um, those populations don't ever build up again, you know. So we can do, uh, just for another great example here, Magnolia scale, you know, last year we had a dry, uh, warm spring. Great situation for scale insects in general to have populations that boom. Mm. So we can get something kind of in check um, but, you know, nature plays quite a role in uh, setting things back or letting certain things thrive, other things not thrive um, based on what that, that weather is. So um, na Mother Nature's always throwing a curveball to us. <laughs> well, that's, that's Keeps us on our toes. That's a good thing that, uh, that, that she does because otherwise we'd be bored, right? We'd have nothing else to do. <laughs> that's right. You know, as, as we're kind of wrapping up on time here, I guess what I wanted to do was make sure that uh, people out there know you have a, you've spent um, a great deal of time developing systems. And I think some, sometimes people get caught up in not understanding that your, 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 your company is very proud of the fact that it wants to maintain people's properties, their, their, their trees, things like that. And you have systems in place to do that, like coming back to my house, constantly looking at that. And that's that's something that once you're in the, in the system, I think people get a fear that, you know, oh my gosh, Hoppy's going to be back out. It's going to be another charge. It's going to be another charge. It's going to be another charge, which isn't a, a negative so much. Is, is that really the experience that that, that, that you guys are giving? Cause I think that's kind of the biggest holdback when I hear from people like, well, I have you out once and boy, now you're here three times a year constantly doing something. Now, if it's the right thing to do, obviously we want to make sure that that gets done. But is what is it? Tell us a little bit about your system briefly and how you keep in contact with everybody. Yeah, well, I mean, at Hoppy Tree Service, our mission is taking care, taking care of people and their trees, you know, and it's in that order for a purpose. Um, the trees aren't our clients, people are. So it's always about listening to them, figuring out what their expectations are out of their, their, their landscape and tailoring a program to them. Um, nothing should be rubber stamped going through. So, I mean, that's why we spend a lot of time um, doing these uh, inspections um, throughout the year. And also we're, we're available anytime throughout the year. So we'll, we'll message you, tell you we're going to go show up, you know, and <laughs> leave it open if you want to meet in person. Um, but, you know, that's an important thing because, you know, um, you don't want a, a program to get stale or not be effective. Um, you know, and that's what we've heard is uh, um, unique about our company. We're just not just sending in the same old program year in and year out, um, but um, things change, times change, and that program needs to change. Yeah, and so do everybody out there. If you have not had a tree assessment done, make sure that that, that you contact Hoppy. Get in the system. It's it's absolutely amazing. Their 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 company is amazing, um, but they care, and I think that's really come down to stepping on green members and and who we want to be a part of it. 
it's it's trying to find unique solutions that are safe, are, are safer for us to have around our house. And uh, we, we talk extensively about the inside, but the outside just as important, spraying those the, those chemicals, having those trees around. I mean, one of the things that we didn't talk to, uh, about in this particular section is if that tree dies, how much water that tree actually takes every rainstorm. There's been all kinds of problems where, I, where we've gotten called with water in the basement or mold after a bunch of trees have died um, or they've been taken out and all of a sudden there's there's water infiltration problems. So, I mean, it's it's an integrated piece. It's not that the outside separated from the inside. It's it's where we have to know what we're doing on both, both inside and outside. Absolutely. I haven't come across one property that doesn't have some type of vegetation on it. So, <laughs> right. Well, at least we hope it does anyways. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, Fred, thanks for your time today. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. All right, we'll see you next time. Step Beyond Green's mission is to create healthier indoor environments for us to live and work in. This is one of the ways that we do this. Please like, subscribe, or share this, as well as leave a comment below about this topic, or maybe it's a topic you'd like us to discuss in the future. As always, stay healthy. We'll see you next time.